at the Juice Podcast. Cody Mitchell, Connor Holiday here. Another awesome, awesome weekend of college basketball filled with a shit ton of great matchups. Connor, what was your big takeaway from Saturday? I don't know if I really have like one big takeaway. It seems like the Honestly, whole team's kind of dominated again. Well, I mean, it just feels like what I've been focusing so much on the Big 12, and it just feels like in that conference, everyone can beat anyone on a given night. It's like it's insane. Like, I kind of feel like I have the ACC kind of figured out, but the Big 12, I mean, just. I know you told me that like it was a bad trend for some of my picks, but man, some of those like other than Kansas were kind of close. But yeah, Iowa State. We can start there. Iowa State blows out Kansas, sixty-eight to fifty-three, despite Jalen Wilson going for twenty-six. I mean, this Iowa State basically got out to a lead early and then never let up. I kept looking and looking at a number I wanted to see if I could get Kansas to come back here, but. Just from watching the game, I was like, they're not, it's not happening. Yeah. I mean, you said it, Wilson had 26, but then like the other starters combined for 18 points on seven of 21 shooting and one of nine from three. And then you have Yesifu who comes off the bench and scores eight. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty you, sure it's like a, yeah, three and a half point game score. That's not, that's not what Kansas needs to like win. Like, yeah, Wilson got his, but when your other guys aren't doing shit, it's not, it's going to be a recipe for a loss. Yeah. And the thing that was crazy about that, too, is Caleb Grill went one for seven from three, too. And usually when he's off and not having a great shooting night, it seems like Iowa State kind of folds. It did not really matter. Asuni basically got anything he wanted down low. I, Holmes and Coucher also could basically do whatever they wanted. But the biggest thing was that ferocious defense. I think they turned Kansas over 16 times. Yeah, 16 turnovers for Kansas. Yeah. Not what you really expect from a Bill Self-led team either. No, not not at all. But it seems like Iowa State is thriving when they're – something I kind of – we talked about at work today is we love them at home, a little sketchy on the road. Yeah. And – Kind of to piggyback off what you well, said. Well, wasn't the was the Oklahoma State loss? Was that at home? What do you mean? What the Oklahoma State loss earlier in the year? Um, I think they ended up blowing that at home, didn't they? I thought they I thought they blew it at home. Nope, that was on the road. Okay, they have not lost a home game yet this year. Actually, lost to Kansas, Oklahoma State, Missouri, and Texas Tech on the road. Yeah, and some of those games like the big comebacks like shit. Yeah. I and I mean, don't know if you have a play in it for later in the show, but a big one coming third or Wednesday against I, the Ken I mean, Palm favorite West Virginia. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have it written down. <laughs> we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Um, And probably the biggest name, not names, but ranking matchup, Texas and Kansas state going against the trend. Texas pulls out the victory after being down 11 and a half, 69 to 66. Rough. Rough, rough, t- rough pill to swallow. I, I literally watched this whole game, like you said, 36-25 at half, and I was feeling very, very good. And then Bishop and Rice, honestly, in that second half were— Dude, were, Rice is legit. Yeah, and I mean, Christian Bishop not having—I don't think he had a single point in the first half and then goes for, like, I think, eight points or more. No, 
Like he finished with fourteen. Yeah, exactly. And I'm with pretty the sure most crucial bucket as well. Yeah, exactly. So it was tough pill to swallow for Kansas State, but like I said, I mean, anyone can beat anyone in this conference. I mean, you saw even in the TCU Oklahoma State game, like TCU put the pressure on late, but I mean Oklahoma State was in control for the majority of that game. Yeah, just kind of I watched this whole game through and through too, but if you just look at the team total box scores really does not indicate that any reason why Kansas State should have lost is like turnovers are basically even. Kansas State actually outshot them from three, rebounded better, got more, only were down four free throws compared to Texas. But Yeah, there were – Noel ended up having a couple crucial turnovers in the last two possessions. But, yeah, I mean, tough pill to swallow for Kansas State. Texas, I think, ended up jumping into the top five now. Um, I haven't even even looked at the AP poll. Granted, we don't really care about the AP poll whatsoever. But, yeah, I mean, good game for Texas. Huge one tonight. Yeah, very big game tonight. Um, I mean, I know you have a pick on that one, so we can definitely get to that one later. Yeah, but, I mean, like, the one thing that kind of popped to me a little bit was how dominant Baylor's win against Texas Tech is. I know, like... This Texas Tech team is wishy-washy, but, I mean, it it started off slow for Baylor, but then I, I didn't write down the score, but that was just dominant. 89 to 62. Yeah, dominant win by them. Winners of seven of the last eight, Connor. I don't know their odds top of the head, but this is another team that I would be looking for to maybe make a run here late in the tournament. I mean, Plus 2,000 right behind. For Final Four? Oh no, you're. Oh no, I'm talking for national championship. Uh, final four. Probably like twelve hundred, thirteen hundred plus five hundred to make the final four. Yes. Okay, you're getting no value there. Bet the two thousand. If you're gonna take a future on Baylor, just ba- basically bet them to win the whole. Yeah. Game. What you and I discussed that. Oh, it was with I think Virginia was. Yeah, because I'm looking at Virginia. I just did that bet plus two thousand five hundred to to win the title. Their fucking value for Final Four is plus five hundred and fifty. Like it, for some of those situations, you gotta bet the national championship instead of the Final Four. Go with the value. Yep, and kind of what I alluded to to you earlier. I think with the field being so wide open as it is, the value in a lot of these teams is just so spread out. You're not getting a ton of value. But anyways, move on. Big Ten here. Big time matchup. Indiana takes down Purdue 79 to 74 despite Zach Eady's 33 points and 18 rebounds. The guy cannot be stopped, but Indiana does pull out the win at home. Yeah, the one, like, like Purdue did have a late surge to keep that game close, but the one thing that kind of benefited Indiana was at the beginning of the game, Edie got two early fouls and they had to take him out, and that's when Indiana went out on a run. And kind of, I don't want to say coasted, but kept control for the most part. Which is very not typical of Zach Eady, too. He's usually very good at just keeping his arms up and just using his length to his advantage and staying out of foul trouble. But having a big bully like Trace Jackson Davis does does really help for you. Mm-hmm. And awesome one. That's only produced second loss of the season. I mean, I've heard a lot of just noise about maybe Purdue in a Final Four future. I just, or not Purdue. That one would make more sense. Indiana is like a Final Four contender, national title contender. I'm still not willing to go that far. Xavier Johnson could 
will at some point hopefully be back. But I still kind of do worry about their guards and Trey Jackson Davis has to basically play like Superman if they're going to win all these games. Exactly, exactly. Like that is my biggest worry. And like at times he can be Superman, but man, when he's when he's off, we've seen what could happen to this. And I, dude, I don't know. I've bet on college basketball and following the sport for so goddamn long. I don't know if the numbers are really going to reflect, reflect it because there is 363 schools. But this year, more than ever, it seems like there's a giant disparity between how a teams perform at home and on the road. I know it's always like that, but for some reason this year it seems to be magnified. Or I'm not know where I'm trying to magnified. Think. Yes, something like that. Jesus. And I don't know, like how it's going to be really interesting to see how these teams are going to do on a neutral floor. One, Speaking of neutral floor. <laughs> wasn't neutral floor. Well, kind of it was a neutral floor. The Rockers game. But, but go go why, on. No, I don't have anything. What was why is that a neutral floor? It was at MSG. Oh really? I didn't even know that. Yeah. I did not actually get any eyes on this, which is weird because I'm all over Michigan State all the time, but Rockers down forty two or no, they ended up winning the second half forty two to thirty rate late second half surge and able to pull off the win in MSG. I mean, that Rutgers team's legit. Oh, yeah. This is Peichel's by far his best team, which is insane to say when he had a team of with uh, Ron Harper yeah. and Geo Baker. That team was very good last year, and it's crazy that he's been able to keep it going. Got a little lucky here, but we, it's sometimes why it's safe to bet the two and a half. <laughs> Iowa 81, <laughs> Illinois 79. It was a great game. Uh Fucking Tony Perkins, what hell of a game by him. What was it, 31? 32 points. Yeah, and I Not mean, what you want when you're back in the Illini. Yeah, and I mean, and the biggest thing for, like, Illinois was you kept it close. Well, you were in it for the whole game, and, I mean, Terrence Sh- Shannon did not have his best game. I think 11 points, ended up fouling out late in the game, but... Three for 10 from the field. The thing that basically killed him or anything going off Perkins. Perkins just kept getting to the line. Mm-hmm. I mean, he shot yep. 16 free throws yep. and knocked down 15 of them. Yeah, and then, like, a couple of clutch late threes. Like, I mean, yeah. This, this was also, not to interrupt you, um, a bad Coleman Hawkins game, which he is very, very hot and cold. So mm-hmm. I'm surprised they were able to keep it close. Matthew Meyer basically led the way. I mean, Hawkins was... That dude, I feel like when you bet against him, is just literally unconscious. And the second you decide to back him, he can't hit anything. But luckily, he was the he got to the line. It was yeah, it was Coleman Hawkins got to the line late in that game, and hit us a free throw, and we ended up covering there. Mm-hmm. Um, real quick, Sunday though, Northwestern beats Wisconsin at the Kohl Center. Great game. Basically, I didn't get any eyes on this one. Um, it was uh, Wisconsin was in the lead for a while, and then Northwestern started coming back, and then yeah, at the end Wisconsin just could not it, like Northwestern gave them ample opportunities, not making their free throws on one and ones, and giving Wisconsin a shot, but just could not come up with good looks. Yep, I think Northwestern's looking really good and really safe in the field. Two more in here in the Big Ten. Really, don't want to talk about is. Good for Nebraska. They beat Penn State. Taminga is oh, – I was thinking about betting on Penn State, but thank God I did not. Taminga is electric. 
Yeah, I mean, I did. 30 like, points. When it was uh, 13-22, I think, I ended up putting a live wager on Penn State. Yeah, that did not work out. And he was unconscious. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he makes, like, Nebraska dangerous. But, like, obviously there's no chance of making it into the tournament. No. But Unless you win, the obviously you can run the table. Yeah, but, I mean, could be potentially dangerous team in the NIT, maybe? No, if- they probably won't make it, will they? If you make a decent run in the turn in the Big Ten tournament, yeah, they don't maybe. have a shot. And then RIP to anybody that had the under in the Ohio State Michigan game with the Kobe Buffkin picking the ball up and traveling yeah. at the end of the game. You have to dribble that ball out there. To mm-hmm. so the SEC, there wasn't really anything any crazy, crazy good games. The only ranked on rank was Tennessee Auburn and it was disgusting. Yeah. I'm convinced that was a foul. That last shot, did you see it? A hundred percent a foul. Yeah. 100% foul, and weirdly enough was, since I was on the 9.5, you're like, oh, make it, maybe they'll blow them out in overtime, blah, 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 but, which is weird because obviously the picture of the Kyle Guy shot for Virginia has been circulating, like one of these was a foul. Mm. Clearly, clearly a foul. I don't care. I hate that stupid, you can't call it in that situation. No, you call the calls how they are from tip to the buzzer. Yeah, Bruce Pearl had every right to be as pissed off as he was. Yeah. Do you agree with that though? Yes. The like it's like if they call you can't call pass interference there on that. Like, no, you do. If it's a pass interference, it's pass interference. Yes. Yes. Until it happens in my team. I understand the notion of not wanting to make a call that completely changes the game. But in that situation, it was egregious enough that the call has to be made. Especially in basketball where there's such a game of momentum, too. Like, you could make a bogus call and, like, a moving screen. A guy hit a three. Bucket doesn't count. The other team goes down there and hits a three. Momentum shifts so much. Like, all the calls are important. Mm-hmm. Yeah, ugly game. I'm very concerned about Tennessee's offense. Yeah. Defensively, they're so elite. They're the best in the country. But 46 points to Auburn is not not great. The Mm-mm. Really don't have the one guy that can just be like, hey, roll it out there and go get go get you a bucket. Mm-hmm. And two for 21 from three. That's not good. I mean, their best shooter was 0 for 10. Jesus Christ. Oh, no, my bad. Ziegler was 0 for 7, and Vescovy was 1 from 6. He hit the one, uh, put him up by 4 late mm-hmm. in that game. Bama cruises again, doesn't cover, but they, co- but they still blow out TC- or LSU by 10. Good win for Mississippi State, and really the only other game was Florida kept it close against Kentucky. I don't think Kentucky's think completely solved. Sol- it was a solid win for Kentucky, but there was like the second half surge by Florida, along with the solid win by Mississippi State, solid win by Texas A&M, and oh, South-, yeah. South Carolina almost pulls the upset on Arkansas as somebody who had a parlay with Arkansas minus one thousand. I was fuming. <laughs> it was, it was not good. I'm, I almost, I'm starting to feel like for Arkansas, the wheels are starting to come off a little bit. Yeah, I mean they've been plagued by injury all season. Yeah, so I know. I that, don't but... think they're going to get their guys back though. So this is probably. I mean, it's a team that's probably going to make the tournament, but I don't see them having the success that they've had before. Absolutely not. In the ACC, Virginia Tech beats the Hoos 74-68 at home. Snaps the seven-game winning streak. 
gone. Yeah, I don't. I don't really know. I don't really think this changes much in my opinion on either team. No, it was a, it was spot. Yeah, it was a great spot for Virginia Tech in a rivalry game. I will say it does keep Virginia Tech's hopes alive. They could always play the Hunter Couture was out, Maxwell was out, but I still think they're going to have to pretty much be almost flawless down the stretch there to get in. Your Hurricanes take down the top dogs in the ACC, Clemson, 78-74. It was a great game, but, I mean, gutsy win for Miami. In it the whole game and then just took off in the uh, at the end of the game. Yeah, I am I think it, Clemson's coming down at about, you know, where they were, like a maybe I mean, they a were riding nine high. seed, you know what I mean? Yeah, they were riding high. Which is crazy enough, they're sitting atop of the ACC, but their net rating's so bad because they're non-con, they're technically kind of a bubble team. And then also, you're not going to mention the ACC without Duke's 63-57 win over North Carolina. Another great game in the Duke-UNC rivalry. Yes, Derek Lively comes alive. 14 rebounds and 8 blocks. Mm-hmm. Definitely not the offensive player that all do you expect out of a number one overall recruit, but his presence defensively, if he can play anything like this, is going to be amazing. I mean, he only scores four points, only shot three, only attempted three shots, but I mean, he's a defensive nightmare. And if he can play like this, I think Duke could be a serious, maybe not like title contender, but like a very, very, very dangerous five six seed kind of in that area. And we can't move on without me giving props to my Demon Deacons. Hell of a second half to kick Notre Dame's ass. Started off a little Sketchy. slow, only up by one at halftime, but then basically after that they cruised. I think Mike Bray's basically kind of honed it in. He's he has seen enough. Yep. Do you want to go? Let's go to the Pac-12. I mean, I, don't, I mean, there really wasn't anything great. The only thing I have written down for the Pac-12 were absolute ass kickings by UCLA and Arizona. Yeah, Arizona good. Why Washington State teams not terrible? So that's a but little they more impressive. Their ass. Yes, <laughs> they beat the shit out of them. Oregon does get a win over Arizona State. Arizona te- State still. Yeah, I did think that was a very good win for them. Floating around the bubble, the bubblish area, and then over the weekend, really in the Big East. Um, you I'm jumped. done. Yeah. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done betting UConn. I'm done with this team. I had a future on them to win the national championship. I had cashed out of that weeks ago. Yeah. Um, tied at halftime, 31-31. UConn gets a six-point victory. Georgetown. A dead Georgetown. That's Ben dead. dead. Yeah. I mean, I just I, – I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Yeah, after that – I've, I've moved from UConn to Marquette. Yeah, UConn is also is dangerously, and I know they're good, but and they've beat some really really good teams early in the season. But they're dangerously moving into. I'm putting them on upset alert in the opening round. But also at the same time, if they make it to the final four, would it surprise you? What stop that? Stop it! No, we're done. We're done with them. Um, no, I'm just. But all like this team is just so damn Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, and we'll find out. What is it Tuesday? I mean, just how Jekyll and Hyde they can be. but And they'll be taking on Marquette. Marquette got an eight-point victory over Butler. Yeah, no. so, they basically cruised to victory. Like, yeah, they, just they, they, like that didn't was really one. care about the number. Well, of course not. <laughs> they don't fucking know what the number is. Uh, they know what the number is. Uh, and solid win by Creighton. Yeah, not enough to cover my spread there. Oh, but my God. Apparently, they also, apparently the Big East does not care about the number. 
But, I mean, I will say, Villanova, since Justin Moore's been back, has looked good. It's not a hot take. Everybody has it. It's a team you're not going to want to face in the Big East tournament. But I also could see them losing their basically their opening round in that tournament, too. Yeah, and just a couple of other teams to hit on. Uh, absolute ass-kicking by FAU. I'm pissing myself. I like that line, but I didn't bet against Charlotte, and they just stomped the fuck out of them. Yeah, and then obviously we're not going to be able to get out of here without Connor being right Connor and Cody being, being wrong. Right, Cody being wrong. Got a little in help your from sport. the overtime. In your sport. Got some help from overtime. I got in a banked-in three to send it to overtime, but St. Mary's does take down Gonzaga 78-70, to and they did not storm the court because they think the they better team. Because they are the better team. Which is St. Mary's is winning the WCC. They were going. They have a two-game lead with the head-to-head. So oh, so regular season. Oh, uh, well, they're, they're hundred percent. I mean, I think they're winning the tournament. The I'll be WCC interested to see tournament. what they do in the tournament because it, especially with neutral. Yeah, on neutrals with a Gonzaga team that has some guys that have played in some big moments before. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, what can you say? They're seventh in Ken Palm, and Mahaney as a freshman is unbelievable. Um, and then lastly, before we kind of get into some previews and some picks for the rest of the week, um, good avenging win by Houston. I mean, Temple kept it close. Damn it. But, and then at the end there, Houston kind of just beat the brakes in, in the second half. Yeah. I mean, I, I know it's very much a long shot. Well, maybe not a long shot. What do you think for Temple make it in? They're probably, they're going to have to win their tournament. Okay, so, I mean, but this is the team that Houston does not want to end up seeing in that tournament. But, I mean, I mean, assuming Temple doesn't make a run in their tournament, they're probably not going to have to worry about it. But, yeah, I mean. They'll be a fun, probably not NIT, but like a CIT-CBI team to watch, no, though. They're between Dunn and Battle. They have some two awesome guards who can really shoot it from deep. So, Connor. Moving on here, do you just want to get into picks here for the rest Absolutely. of the week? Absolutely. All right, I will kick it to you. Do you have any for tonight? We'll just start with tonight. I have three for tonight. Okay. Um, yeah, sticking with my team. My, I got it at three. I know it's kind of been moving all over the place. It, I think, is that four and a half now? Um, it was dropping. I have not seen a big go ahead. But I mean, lay the points with Miami. They're gonna want revenge for almost pulling or almost getting the win at Duke. This is a this team. I I I have been fascinated watching them. The dynamic it's of down to two and a half. Oh, it's down to two and a half. Okay, this line's yeah. been moving like absolutely crazy. Yeah, because as soon as the news of Whitehead being announced out, it jumped up to four. It's been all over the place. Two and a half. I love it. I got it at three when it came out. But yeah, I mean. Take Miami versus Duke. Yeah, the only thing, like I said, that worries me a little bit is the size. Don't don't you poo-poo me. I mean, Amir's the tallest guy out there, really. He's going to be 6'8". No, I know. And, like, this is when we've discussed this Miami team. This this is the thing that worries me the most about them is when they go up with anybody that's got height. But at the same time, the combo of Pack and Wong has just been so great. And really... Phil Palski gets most of his buckets from outside anyway. Uh, Lively's not really going to 
kill you off like offensively and then are they going to go through Ryan Young? I don't think so. And most of Miami's scoring comes from jump shots, so it's not it's not that bad, but just in Omir for being smaller obviously is a dominant rebounder. He's had like 14 a game at Arkansas State and then even in the ACC he's getting 10. All right, for me, I'm just keep doing it till the wheels fall off. Give me Milwaukee minus 16 Damn and a half too against Green Wait, Bay. What's it at? 16 and a half. Damn it! I got the I fucking got this at seventeen. Well, and a half. I bought it. I got it at seventeen and a half too. But we're giving it for our listeners so they can get it the best number. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. sixteen and a half for them. I mean, yeah. come on. Yeah. IUBUI beat you by fifteen. You lost by twenty. You no, know, you lost by thirty-one to Wright State. Eighteen in Northern Kentucky. Yeah, I'm two and zero oh fading. I I or I'm sorry, Green Bay. So keep the trend going. I I was on this pick with you. The only thing that worries me a little bit is Milwaukee Nothing. not caring. No, this is a rivalry game. Like that's what I said. About. It is a rivalry game. You know, it's funny. Actually, one of the podcasts I listened to was like I talking about how it actually is a rivalry game. But like, do the players really care? But Milwaukee is currently second place in the Horizon League, so I do think there's going to be a motive like, hey, don't sleep on anybody. We don't want to lose our spot in the standings. We're only a game out of Youngstown State. Like, let's keep it going. So I'm laying the 16 and a half. I think it's a 20 point blowout. All right, uh, last pick for me for uh, tonight. I am ta- laying the points with Kansas versus Texas. Again, like I was on the wrong side of this trend betting the Big Twelve this weekend. I'm on the opposite side of the, or I'm on the right side of the trend this time. I know was it up to four now? Four. Yep. I, I still feel good about that. I think this Kansas team at home is a different beast. I know that Texas just went into Kansas State and ended up beating them, but Allen Fieldhouse is different, different animal. Hundred percent, and. I don't know. Texas has been a little heckle and jive or Jekyll. And I Hyde. always fucked. I always start with the H. It's yes. not. It's backwards. Jekyll and Hyde. Yeah, I'm. I lean that way as well. And like I said, Lawrence is going to be absolutely bumping. And Texas has not been the same team they are on the road. And if you want to back me a little bit, I uh, have a parlay of Miami money line and Kansas money line. It's about plus one fifty. Not bad odds there. Take. I placed it. Uh, you got. I have one more like lean for tonight because I just keep seeing the line drop. Is it's opened up at sixteen and a half. It's Hartford hosting UMass Lau, who is suddenly dropped to second in the American East Vermont. Like who? Who would have guessed? Vermont back at the top. But I don't understand why the line's dropping so much. It was sixteen and a half. It's down to last time I looked, it was fourteen and a half. It's at uh, 15 right now. It's at 15, okay. Maybe yeah. this is a stay away. I kind of lean towards UMass Lau here. Too many go- – their guards are too good, and Hartford is just – Hartford stinks. I mean, they got beat by 13, hosting Chicago State. I know this is a better Chicago State, but UMass Lau is a lot better of a team. Um, if you can get it down to 14, go ahead and take it, but I don't like it. I don't like it at 15, really. All right, I'll guess. Uh, kick started for Tuesday talked about it i'm done with this team i'm in love with the other team lay the point or take the points with marquette plus four sprinkle money line marquette i think marquette's just a better team i have this i like i don't even care that this is at uconn marquette is just the better team and the consistency 
We have no consistency from UConn whatsoever. If there's anything consistent about UConn, is they do play to the level of their competition, but also, like, I just I love Marquette. I mean, Marquette has won eleven of their last twelve. I know this is such a vengeful pick, but I just love Marquette in this spot. Yeah, I mean, I honestly do too. I mean, Tyler Kolick is by far my favorite basketball or player in college basketball to watch, and unless we get unless something's just suddenly changes and Jordan Hawkins and Tristan Newton can shoot again. Like I don't see I don't see a reason why Marquette is not at least keeping this between a one possession game, let alone just winning this game outright. Um I okay, so this other game here that I have, I don't remember what day of the week it is. It is the eighth, which is Wednesday. I'm also going with a road dog here. Or they're not they're they're not a road dog, sorry. They're probably gonna be a two to three point favorite. I'm gonna take Creighton over Seton Hall. Kempom has this as a two point spread. I'm gonna imagine the line's about four. I I'm, thought about that play so much when I was looking on Kempom. I really did. Problem is, I mean, I don't really want to fade Shillian Holloway because I kinda want Seton Hall to get in the tournament. But I mean, since Kalkbrenner's been back, Creighton's just been absolutely rolling. I don't see the talent level between Creighton and Seton Hall is immense. And I don't know if Casey Nadefo is going to be able to stop Kalkbrenner down low or Arthur Kaluma, either of them. So I'll give it back to you here, bud. All right. Uh, last official play from me for uh, Tuesday. I'm just taking them straight money line. They're only one point underdogs. Just take the money line at minus 105. Wake Forest over UNC at home. Connor loves Wake Forest in Miami. I do. I know. I don't know why. I do. I do. I do. Um, But just like we talked about how that Notre Dame game started off slow. Kind of feel like in the first half they might have been looking a little bit ahead to this game. Thinking they could just cruise and beat Notre Dame. And then in the second half we saw them pour it on. I love this Wake Forest team. UNC's coming off a hard loss against Duke. I love this spot for the Demon Deacons. Yeah, I tend to lean with you on that one as well. Um, I'm going to go to Wednesday because this is really my last of my official ones that I'm already played or I haven't placed this one, but I've already actioned it. So, I mean, as soon as the line comes out, I will be betting it. I'm going to take VCU. Probably going to be two to three over. Oh, that is Tuesday. My bad. Yeah, we already have a line on this. What is the line? VCU minus three. Yeah, James I think Dayton. I'm cool with taking the three there. Maybe even up the four. Unfortunately, this Dayton team has just underperformed. It was a team that I thought was going to be really, really good. Kind of what I hence to last year, and then they kind of made a run and almost made it. They just don't have any guards. They turn it over. They're... 270th in turnovers per game, and this VCU defense is fifth in first in turnovers. The defense, shock is not there, but the defense still flies around. VCU's been hot as of late, and basically, besides Deron Holmes, probably have the second, third, fourth, and fifth best player in this game. So I'm, I'll take up the five with VCU. I don't think it'll get that high, but All it'll right. get up to four and come back down. All right, and for what will be my last one. It- projected line for uh wednesday uh i'm hoping this was under double digits 
But even up to 11, I'm willing to lay it with Bama versus Florida. I think this Bama team, when they are at home, they this the offense buzzes. So I think this is a great spot. I don't know if Florida is going to be able to keep up with them. So I'm hoping that it's around nine and a half. That's, that's the line that I have in my head. Yeah, like it, but even if it, I take it up to 11, but yeah, I'd love to get it under double digits. Yeah, and you know what? With that, a line like that too, I think will honestly probably be bet down initially, and then you can probably even even if it's at 10, it'll get down to nine and a half or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I'll be like monitoring it. If I see movement in one direction, then I'll make my decision then. But yeah, I mean, I I don't know I, how Florida's going to keep up offensively. Yeah, I really don't. I really don't. The only other one, actually, that I did have was lay it with West Virginia versus Iowa State. We're going to see if this trend of Iowa State home and away keeps going. I I know Ken Palm has around four. I really think Vegas is going to be a lot lower on that than what Ken Palm's at. I'm hoping it's around maybe two, three. But, yeah, lay it with West Virginia against Iowa State. And then I guess lastly, the one I kind of grazed upon back to Temple is I'm willing to – they have it projected as a one right now versus SMU. SMU is bad. I don't know why this is projected down to one. If you can get it under two or three, and even if maybe they are the underdogs, I'm taking out with Temple all day. But that's going to be it for us. We will be back Friday with more picks for Saturday and kind of the recap of the games going on from here. So we're out of here. Peace.